You're listening to the Calm Collective Podcast, and I'm your host, Cassandra. This show was created with the sole intention to bring forth human connection, a space for you to be truly heard, felt, and understood. Here, we dive deep into experiences with grief and loss, growth and expansion, and the human experience as a whole through candid conversations. My mission is to leave no stone unturned so that together we can be reminded day in and day out that we're never in any of this alone, that the ability to create a life that we love, a life that we deserve is within us. Welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and as always, I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. This episode is wild. I love it so much. It truly might be a personal favorite. Um, Melina is an energetic coach who focuses on coming home and honoring your innate frequency. Um... It is so fascinating and interesting what it is that she does, how she does it, the words that come out of her mouth, so much magic sauce in this episode. And what's so funny is I seriously felt like my neck was going to break during our recording because I was just agreeing so much and resonating so much with the words and the story and and her story and the wisdom Um, that I just, I truly cannot wait for you all to hear this expansive episode. It is so healing and nourishing and real. There's so much truth to this episode. Um, No matter where you are in this season of life, I know, I know for certain that this will land um, in some beneficial way or another. So before we dive into this beautiful episode with Melina, I wanted to just talk with you all about the one-on-one sessions that I'm offering. There is the Gentle Grieving Sessions, which holds loving space for those of you who are going through grief and are walking alongside it. Um, This is a healing modality of sorts to help you find your center, to help you integrate your grief into your life um, so that you can just release the paralysis that can come from trying to navigate this new normal, this new life. Um, I also offer conscious clarity sessions, which are intuitive phone calls or Skype calls, your choice, um, that are designed to help those who are overwhelmed and stuck and just don't know which way to go. Again, paralysis is so real when our minds are so overwhelmed. And I like to say, you know, with these sessions and about these sessions that you have all of the answers, you have everything that you need. Sometimes we just need that extra nourishing support to guide us and to propel us forward. And that's exactly what these sessions are. They are 60 minutes in length, and um, you can easily book over on the website, thecalmcollective.com. Everything to book and learn more about the sessions is right there on the front page. So if this feels inviting to you, if this feels comforting to you, I would absolutely love to hold the space. Thank you again so much for being here and for tuning in. And now onto the episode with Melina Cheris. 
Christina, thank you so much for taking the time and the space to be here. I'm so grateful to you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so grateful you reached out. It feels super aligned and I can't wait to go deep. For sure. Me <laughs> too. <favorite> yes, <laughs> me too. So before we dive into today's conversation, um, I would just love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners who may be unfamiliar with you at this moment. So can you share with us what lights you up, how you were led to the work that you do and what all of that entails? Yeah, easy question. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start off easy. Just simple, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, what lights me up? That's a great question. I think, and just, I love to just like sit and feel into things. I think a big thing and close my eyes and feel into what's coming up. Um, a big thing for me is, is, has been slowing down. That's kind of what's coming up for mm-hmm. me right now. Um, really, especially as a projector, which we were just talking about, normalizing rest so big for me and really everything that I that lights me up that I work with clients around is something that I have obviously been through and a big part of my work is um really not rushing the process too of sharing or um turning everything into a teaching or Uh you know what I mean like for me it's really it's honoring the process of what am what am I going through what's coming up for me, giving myself that time to move through it, integrate it, embody it, and then bring it out and not mm-hmm. rushing that process. I think in the entrepreneurship space and the coaching space and the healing space, all of this, there is a lot of, um, okay, I'm going through something like, let me immediately share about it or let me like turn it into a teaching or, you know, just this go, go, go. Like I always need to be producing. I always need to be sharing. I always need to be inspiring. Literally impossible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to do that, you're going to burn out. Right. So, um, a big piece for me is really myself. So again, anything I'm doing with clients, I am walking and, um, uh, this wasn't always the case. So I know, I, when I kind of came into this journey, it was a lot of what I think I need to be saying, following other coaches that were quote unquote successful, right. Kind of just like regurgitating what they were saying, not even really realizing I was doing it. And that's also a a beautiful necessary part of the process for a lot of people. So that necessarily that in and of itself isn't necessarily bad. You know, I always say too, we learn through copying sometimes as humans, it's kind of a natural impulse. But that just to me was a part of the journey where I didn't really know or trust myself very much yet, especially in entrepreneurship, especially in sharing who I am and what I'm about. I didn't feel like I knew that. And so looking to other people to tell me what that was or, or emulating other people. Again, I think that's a natural part of the process, but really I think what lights me up the most is just peeling back the layers, coming home to, to who I truly am, my magic, um, trusting my, I call it my frequency, right? Like trusting my, my connection to my inner voice, spirit, higher self, whatever you want to call it. That has really become my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and what lights me up the most Um, And then, of course, then what I do with clients is a lot of work around slowing down, getting out of these toxic productivity cycles, getting in touch with your own rhythm, being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with your emotions, with discomfort in your body, um, 
to, to then really allow yourself to tune into your own frequency, your own inner voice, your higher self spirit. Again, these are all interchangeable and then live from that place because living from that place is where true alignment lives and is where you can be your full authentic self. So that is the word that lights me up the most. That was <laughs> that, so beautifully I put. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was so beautifully you. put. And honestly, everything what's so interesting is that everything that you just kind of touched on as far as like the work that you do, but also and more so what lights you up is sort of like this brief outline that I've created for today on things that I want to talk about. And so I find that to be like, no coincidence, really, you know, just like pure magic that I'm like, of course, like everything that she just went through is something that I want to uncover with her. So that's really, really beautiful. I love that. So I'd really love to dig deeper into into this so that others can really see and understand the pain points of your human experience. I think I'm such a proponent for making sure that we're all relating all the time because we're not on any of this alone. We all have our shit, right? And so I would love to hear like what your own journey looked like before you found this work and what your what your breaking points were and not just the work that you offer to others, but like the own actual grit that you put into coming home to your own self. Such a good question. Yes. I love this question. Um, because that's really where all of this comes from, (laughs) right? Right. It comes from the struggle. It comes from the challenge. It comes from those really low dark nights of the soul. And I have definitely had those. Um, and that's where all this has come. So as hard as that all was, it, it, I'm so grateful for it because that's what led me to this work. That's what led me to where I am and, and then helping other people through that. Right. So, um, for me, I think naturally growing up, I always was, uh, majorly needing to control things. And a lot of that stemmed from anxiety. So anxiety has been my biggest teacher. Um, and it's funny because I didn't even really have a label for that for my anxiety until I was about 22. Mm. Um, so right after I had graduated college, I entered a, I, I was starting a job as a teacher. And really up until that point, I had been living from this place of Um, what should I be doing? Right. I need like this very practical, logical mind-based place where I was almost fully, I would say like 90% living from my mind and, and what I thought I should do and society's expectations, which most 22 year olds probably are Mm -hmm. right. Like very natural, but I came to a place after I graduated college where, um, I was in a job that was so not aligned just, it was so not aligned. And I, I entered into a period of really, really debilitating anxiety and depression for about, it was kind of on and off, but like a couple years there where it was like periods of really intense anxiety and panic attacks and depression. And, um, you know, it was just survival. Like it was just survival. And so that made me, I had to go inside at that point. And I always talk to clients about this too. It's like, there are these moments, these dark nights of the soul where, especially with anxiety and depression, manifesting so physically, right? Like not sleeping and, and this panic in your chest. And, and there's so many feeling this weight on you. It starts to manifest physically when you're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I always see that. I always think of this period as my body was like, wake up. <laughs> um, you need to look at how you've been living your life because mm-hmm. up until that point, I was 
very much like, um, you know, very much attached to achievements as worthiness, always being the best at things, um, pushing my own agendas, pushing what I thought I wanted, pushing things, just going against the flow of life, you Mm -hmm. know, just pushing, pushing my own agenda. and, and, And really for me, I always say, you know, anxiety is the opposite of trust. So a big piece of my life and work is trust, is is myself deepening into that trust, Mm -hmm. trust in myself, trust in spirit, trust in the path, whatever, and helping clients with that. Because really the antidote to that anxiety is trust. When you are anxious, you're not trusting in, I can handle this, right? Or, you know, you're, you're just so, you're so fearful of like every possibility, every negative bad thing happening, right? It becomes overwhelming. So to me, the more I've deepened into trust, uh, the more that it's kind of, it doesn't mean I don't have periods of anxiety because I definitely still do. And I feel like all of us do, right? Mm -hmm. Like there will be times where it's things are overwhelming or, you know, you just having, you have anxiety for any number of reasons, but it's almost like it doesn't have this grip on me anymore. Like I'm able to just move and flow with it Mm -hmm. rather than it coming in and taking over control. And then me living my life from that place of fear, which is again, how I was living up until that point. Um, it now comes in and it kind of goes. So, so yeah, it's not that I don't still have any of it, but it's, it's much less of a force in my own life because I know how to kind of trust deep, you know, deepen Mm -hmm. back into trust. It's much more of a natural process, but that's really where my journey with all of this began. And it's been a whole process (laughs) since then, but it really comes, comes back to that kind of period of anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. And, and really another piece there is, is living only from my mind, not enough from my heart. And not trusting that I would figure it out, needing to have a plan and needing to just get things figured out quickly and then making too many decisions just with my mind Mm -hmm. and not trusting my heart enough and it leading me into places of like, okay, this is what I thought I wanted. Why does this feel so terrible? Mm. And having to kind of find my way out of there. Mm -hmm. And it really is. I mean, that's something that I talk about often with intentional living, like intentional living to me means like this gentle recognition of your inner dialogue, you know, like, you know, your soul Mm -hmm. speak, you know, what you sound like, and then you know what that distrust sounds like. They have two completely different voices and energies yeah. and learning that, yeah. like learning that difference was life changing for me. Cause it's not that you still don't have that, that other voice, right? You just know how to differentiate yeah. it and say like, okay, like, is that really what's serving me right now? Or do I need to wait and get quiet and wait for the soul speak to come through? <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful language. I love, I love the soul speak. Um, I call those, I call, <laughs> I call those frequencies. For me, it's like your true frequency or your false frequency. So there's so many false frequencies of, you know, ego, fear, shame, you know, trauma, all of that can come in. And like, like you just said, you know, it can, you can think that that's you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a beautiful part of the process to be able to not only recognize that that's not your true frequency, but that it, it, it is a part of you. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to take over you. And, and those are not necessarily wrong or bad either. Those are a part of the human experience. So even learning to accept those parts of you ironically helps them kind of move through and you totally. recognize these are temporary. These mm-hmm. are not me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the work that you do too, is you help people to reprogram 
in whatever areas that they might need to. So for you, what are some things that in this moment you still are having to revisit and reprogram? Does anything stand out for you? Hmm, I'm going to sit with that for a minute. For me, I would say this past year um, has been a big journey around worthiness and coming home to my inherent worthiness, especially as a business owner where there's so much around us of, I made six figures in this amount of time and blah, 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 blah. And I do not think that, <laughs> I do not think that you cannot speak about how much money you're making. That's definitely not what I'm saying. Cause I follow a few people who speak about that occasionally from a place of deep integrity. And I can just feel the energy behind that. So everything is the energetics behind it. And I, and I believe that we all can tune into that. And we all also are getting much more attuned to that. So speaking from these distorted, um, places, I think people are going to become much more attuned to the energies of where this is coming from. A lot of us already are, especially projectors and and people who identify as more empathic and sensitive, but I feel like that's kind of where we're moving. But yeah, for me, especially having a business and being in this space where there is a lot of attachment to these 3D, um, you know, like needing, I need this many clients. I need this many followers. I need this many people listening to my podcast. I need this much money. Again, not that stuff is not inherently wrong or bad at all. And wanting that is not inherently wrong or bad, but using that as the barometer of your worth, which we get, so we all do this because that is literally how our society is set up. Like literally. Mm -hmm. So it takes, it takes so much to recognize that. And then so much bravery and courage to step off of that. I call it the hamster wheel because then what happens is you're like, Oh, I just want this many followers and then I'll be happy. And then you get that and you're like, okay, you know, it's this. And it's like always the next thing. It's like climbing this mountain and the peak is just always right there. And like, as you keep climbing, you think you're going to get there and it just keeps growing. So that is like eternally being on this hamster wheel of needing more and needing X, Y, Z validation to prove your worth. So Mm -hmm. that is a big journey I've been on unhooking from this Mm -hmm. past year and like things of course still show up for me they're still showing up for me they're like you're still hooked in here you're still hooked in here but I do feel like I've done a lot of a lot of big awakenings and and reprogrammings around Mm -hmm. that this year for sure I'm literally wondering if the universe like plopped you right in front of me on purpose because (laughs) like honestly you can see my facial expressions as you're talking but I'm like what and it's because I just feel like you're this mirror, like you're holding up this mirror. And I mean, my ego relates worth to money and recognition and worth is my biggest thing too. And so while my soul knows better, I'm in this constant back and forth of, oh, nobody bought that. So I must not be worthy of being able to buy organic food this month. And truly, when you say it out loud, it's so sad. It's like devastating and wildly untrue, right? And my innate being knows that. And so that's the work. It's, it's having that self-awareness and the heart expansion and compassion for yourself to be like, no, no, that is not your truth. You are worthy because you're here and your monetary exchanges for the work that you put out, they're purely energetic, right? So revisit what you're selling. Where did it come from when you were creating it? Or what's the true underlying reason for the offering? Yeah. And like when my soul answers, it's always to help others, to guide in their healing, to support full stop. 
And, like, the truth just hits different in your bones and in your cells, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's a different frequency. Yeah. It's a different frequency. Yeah. And the more that you tune into, the more that you're able to slow down, yeah. you know, that is a huge piece because if you're constantly busy, if you're constantly, I need to produce, if you're constantly, you know, all of the stuff that we're addicted to avoiding Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. all not feeling your feelings There's so many things. If we're constantly doing that, it's very hard to hear your true frequency, Mm -hmm. right? It's very hard to know what that even feels like. And if, and if you don't know what it feels like, it's like grasping in the dark. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, is this it? Is this it? You know, which is where I see a lot of clients coming from. So starting there with just really slowing down. And then I always say that, and I feel the more you are able to tune into that frequency. And it's not that if you're stressed or you're busy or whatever, that you never feel it. Yeah. You get those glimpses, right? You still can, you're always tuned into it. So it's not like you need to do this spiritual thing and you need to do this and you need to do breath work and you need to do, you know, NLP. It's not that you need to do all that stuff to get in touch with it. We are always in touch with it. So that's a really important piece is not that there, it's not, I need to do these things in Mm -hmm. order to get, in touch with it. Right. It's not, it's not that it's always there, but learning kind of what that slowing down and, and, and peeling back the layers, reprogramming, whatever you want to call it process is, and being brave enough to Mm -hmm. do that. (laughs) And, and, and sometimes understanding that, um, depending on where you are in your journey, it can be really helpful to have someone hold space for you through that, especially if you notice that you are getting really stuck and you're like, you you don't feel like you're really moving anywhere or you like, and it can be super frustrating. Like you said, when you have glimpsed, you have, you have spent time in your true frequency and then you keep getting knocked back out and knocked back out. Such as the human experience. That's even more frustrating Yeah, Yeah, because you you know what that feels like, Mm -hmm. you know what your truth feels like. And yet you're like, but, ah, why am I, you know, why am I keep getting knocked out of it? Yeah. So that's, that's an important piece too. Um, but I, I, truly feel that the more time you spend in your frequency and living from that place it becomes this like magnet that you're just pulling forward you know you're just you're like magnetized to it and you want to spend more time living from that place as yeah. much as you can absolutely and then the abnormal for lack of better terms is being out of your frequency that's right. where like the sweet spot is is when you're like oh uh-uh, I'm not going back there you know you know how to kind of just jump right back into your truth suit if you will Um, (laughs) two things that you mentioned that I wanted to kind of circle back on really quick is the, you know, I think it's important just for anyone who's listening, who's an entrepreneur, um, you're, you're bringing up so many beautiful points about like feeling the need to overproduce and I can relate so much. And just the other day I was chatting with my sweet friend, Sarah Lewis, who's been on the podcast and we were talking about how I have this course for, um, to support people who are grieving. That's like a big part of my my calling if you will I feel and mm-hmm. she was like oh tell me more and I was like oh I don't have anything to tell you it's not birthed yet right and I was mm. like oh my gosh like talking to her about it again we talked about this before we recorded but I'm a self-projected authority so hearing myself chat is how I get to the root of like my answer and so I was just talking with her and I was like oh my gosh that is such a beautiful like different differentiation of like the past me and the me now because the past me would be like I have the idea make it work and make it work now to push it out and with Sarah I was just like oh yeah no I just know I want to do it it just 
the, all the information isn't there for me yet. And that's beautiful. That's okay. Because when it does come through, it's going to be, it's going to be big and it's going to be really, really, really true and authentic to my core essence. And so for anyone who can relate with Melina and myself, like, please take that away that, um, you are not, you are not a deadline, right. To be chased. Um, and we will chat on that too. I want to talk to you about that as well. And the other thing that you mentioned, which was so beautifully put is like the pieces that we need to connect to, to spirit, to self, whatever is innately inside of us. We don't have to always look outward to do it. And a really amazing example that you said super quickly was breath work. It's like, I've been trying to remind myself of that, of like, if you just get still, you're like, oh, my body knows how to breathe. Isn't that so funny mm. that we like, and I love breath work, so I am not saying that it Me is too. not powerful. Yeah, <laughs> there is like a frequency to certain breath work that can like send your cells like dancing on fire. But yes. to really just like scale it back and to make it feel so attainable, it's like don't put so much pressure on yourself. Get still and just watch your body breathe. It knows what it's doing. You know, it can be as simple as just like, ah, oh my God, I'm in complete control. My body knows how to breathe in and breathe out, breathe in and breathe out. I don't need all of these techniques. Those techniques are beautiful, but you don't need them in order to come back to center. Yeah. And I think your body, like, I totally agree. Breath work's amazing. All these tools, amazing. But I think when you're using them, just again, really getting in tune with why am I doing this? Am I doing that? And I have been in this trap, right? Of like, I need to meditate for an hour in the morning and then I need to do this. And then otherwise I'm not going to hear any messages. And, totally. You know, like, there's totally. All, there's all that stuff. And yeah. so it's really like, if you are moved to do breath work, great. If you're moved to take a walk, great. If you're moved to take a bath, great. But like, just trusting that your body is going to move you in that direction. And if you are organically inclined to do some of that stuff, that is wonderful. And those, Mm -hmm. again, I love breath work. I love these tools, Um, but they can become this to do the spiritual to do list of, I need to do these things in order to connect. And that's where I think it can become distorted. Right. So any of these things have this higher frequency and they have this lower frequency of, you know, are you using this to escape? Are you using this because you think you need to do this to be spiritual or yeah. are you organically moved into that direction? And I think that is really the the key there. It's not the tool itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with so much grief and overwhelm just floating through this time here on earth, in your opinion and within your experience, what is it that's actually happening when we lose sight of our innate truth, when we like have that like severing relationship? So this is kind of the way it's coming through to me. And I'll also preface this by saying that um, it's fascinating to see the way that different people speak about this and to to feel the different ways that this is coming through to people. I'm also really careful though of who I intake mm-hmm. and not to really be intaking people that are doing very similar work or like if I am, it's very specific people and it's like I have to be really aware of where my energy is just mm-hmm. because I am very open. And, and so I always wanna be making sure 
And I've noticed that when I'm just really careful about who I'm intaking, um, I can really come from a more authentic place and, and really it's not like I'm regurgitating people, but it's, it is interesting that I've seen kind of similarities between some of the people that I do. Um, but for me, it again comes back to frequency. That's just how it's really coming through for me right now is we all have this core frequency right inside of us that is like, I kind of imagine it as like a line coming through and it's like vibrating out. So it's like the frequency that we're vibrating out with. And then it's also being projected onto right by social media, by other people, by our environment, by society, by, um, all this kind of stuff. And so how I see it is like I mentioned before, it's almost these, it's like these other frequencies and generally they're lower vibrational frequencies that are being projected onto us. And, and, if you're not aware that that's happening, it can, they can overwhelm your own frequency. So again, it's not that your frequency isn't there. It's that it's this other frequency is very loud and it's like, it's like canceling, you know what I mean? It's like kind of interference. It's like that radio interference where it's coming in and start tuning into that because that is the dominant loud frequency. So, you know, for example, it would be the frequency of hustling for worth, right? The frequency coming in is you need to continue producing. You need to continue creating. Otherwise you're not enough. Otherwise you're not going to make money. Otherwise you're not going to succeed. You're not going to mean anything, right? That frequency becomes so loud and you're hearing it from so many places and you're like absorbing it that you then start tuning into that and thinking it's your own. Mm -hmm. So the process really is first, like you said, discerning and, and coming to this awakening of, Oh shit, these are like, not me. These are just being projected onto me. This isn't my energy. This isn't my frequency. And when you start realizing that it becomes much easier to discern when that is happening and then kind of tune back into your own frequency, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, then the more that you are able to tune into your frequency, like I mentioned earlier, it's a propulsion propelling you into, cause you feel how good that feels and you feel just the, the trust and the joy and the peace and the, like there's nothing you need to do. It's just so liberating and peaceful and, and joyous there. Mm -hmm. You want to be living from that place more. And it's not a, um, oh, this feels so good. This is a spiritual high. I need to, I need to just grasp at this because a big part of that is also you will have lows, mm -hmm. right? You will have times where you will not be really receiving messages. Even if you're tuned into your frequency, that doesn't mean you're going to be receiving messages and instructions to create oh, yeah. something every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a big one for me because I would say back last summer, I was getting, I was getting really strong messages for a while. I felt like I was really in tune. Then I kind of got knocked out and I really was frustrated because I wasn't really receiving guidance or messages for maybe like five months. And it took me a while. And I was finally like, this is just a, this is still part of the process. Like, like I can still tune into my frequency and it can just be quiet. Like it doesn't mean I have to be going and again, doing, and it, this is our addiction to, well, I'm going to be receiving messages that are all telling me to do things and, and, you know, like produce things. And that's just because that's how we're wired. So for me coming to realize that I can be tuning in and just being with myself, I don't need to be receiving guidance all the time. I don't need to be receiving messages. Um, there's that period of rest and integration. Mm -hmm. And so being in 
tune with yourself doesn't mean you're going to be just getting all these downloads every single day. There will be periods where you will, Mm -hmm. but learning to love and trust in those periods where you don't feel good, you, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're feeling low, those periods are part of it as well. So it's definitely not like, like this notion of always being high vibe or, you know, like that's not, it's the full, it's experiencing the full range of human emotions and, and just the true acceptance of where you are not judging oh, I should be here, I should be there. Because yeah, the experience of living in your frequency, it's the highs and the lows. It's not all this high vibe, 100% like positive, quote unquote, for a better word, experience, right? It's really just kind of moving with whatever comes up organically. I love that you said that so much. And there's, there's the one piece of the period of messages, how it's like, sometimes you can be like on this, like, just like in this rhythm, right? Where you're just like, up, download, got it, up, download, got it. And what's so interesting for me, I've had it both like, so my dad passed away in 2013. And a lot of it for me was like, I was consistently feeling him around all the time. And then I wasn't. And that made Mm -hmm. me so angry for like a long time until I realized that I was like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. I don't, the reliance is what's unhealthy. And perhaps you know, whatever you believe. But like, for me, I was like, perhaps that's my dad's way of being a father is like, you, you are okay. And you don't need me all the time. Mm, Like, just like when I was Earthside, you don't need me all the time. And on the flip side, or like in a different, um, in a different category, just, you know, for the sake of relating, and I haven't said this to anyone yet, because it happened today. But I've had Mm. a a quiet, uh, I mean, I had that like, grief course download that was minuscule just an idea but I have had a really quiet spell of no messages too um but I had started a Mm full-time job only two months ago with an interior design firm and I was getting all of these messages to leave that it was not correct and I was like how can that be like styling is my passion. Like it's something I love so much. How can this be not correct? But like my bones were aching. I knew it wasn't right. And I just kept getting hit. It's like my sister and I call them psychic wax where it's like, you cannot, (laughs) you can't ignore it. It just, any tarot card I pulled, I would open a page to a book and a message about like leaving your job. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. So I actually, I gave my two weeks today and it went beautifully, but It was like one of those moments of self-trust, right? Where it's like you can go through really quiet moments and be like, okay, okay, I got this. And sometimes you just need that extra help. And I truly believe that when you like just open yourself and surrender, you trust, you trust the silence and you can also trust the messages when they come. It's not either or, you know, it just, it is and you're okay either way. So beautifully said. Yeah. I love what you said about the over-reliance because I do think it can become, I need to be, I need to be hearing messages. I need to be right. Like, like, like I get it, you know, wanting to live your life and run your business from that place is wonderful, but it like, yeah, just be checking in on like, it's okay. Just the silence and the stillness and not receiving messages messages that means there's nothing for me right now that means I just need to chill down chill out right now right like it's okay like just rest and just be and 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 I love your example of of the download for a program because I have in the beginning of my business it was I was so similar to you and that it was like I'd receive something and then I'd be like I need to do this now and I need to get this out next week and and you know and now I'm like 
it can take its time and it can to, to really feel into like what it's going to be. You don't need to, you may not get all the instructions in, the, in one minute. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So something I love that you say within your business is I'm putting air quotes, but you are magic in motion. This gave me chills the first time that I came across it. It reminds me a lot of the, the phrase of like, when you pray, move your feet essentially. And I, Mm. I'd love for you to dig deeper into what that message means to you and like how that, that verbiage came to you. Cause it's really, it's like so simple, but so powerful. I have no idea how that came to me. <laughs> it was just download. I loved writing. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I, honestly, when I sat, when I sit down, it's, it's like, it just kind of, if I'm in the right space, I'm not yeah. in a forcing space. Just what I want to come through just comes through in these words. And so I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And so that's beautiful. I'm really glad you resonate with that. Well, so the magic, the, the, the magic kind of verbiage and concept actually came, um, super organically. I have a podcast called own your magic and I started it, um, last June and, and I had been wanting to do it for a long time. And so I had, it was actually one of the first real things where I was experimenting with full trust Mm -hmm. and patience. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> in an idea because I had wanted to do podcasts for so long and there were like three different times I almost started it to the point where I had a name I had guests lined up like like I was ready to go I had everything written and then something would happen where it would be like no this is not right. Mm-hmm. Or something would happen in my life, like, like that I would have to take my attention away and cancel the interviews. And it was weird. This happened like two or three times. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept surrendering and I kept being like, okay, this is not ready to be birthed and it, I'm just going to have to wait. And I was so excited. So it was like sad that I had to wait, but I was like, I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to trust. And then, um, I kept putting it on hold until I felt really good about it. And I was, I then kind of was at a point where I was really feeling ready to birth it, but I couldn't figure out a name. Could not for the life of me. I was even going to call it just the Melina Cheris podcast, which again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know people that just call it their name. That's where I was going with it because I was like, I feel like I changed so much and what, I'm not going to like a name in six months. I can't stick with anything. You know what I mean? And so I was just going to call it my name, but that still didn't feel right. And then like a week later, I was noodling around with all this. I had a dream and it was right before I woke up, like the I don't know, you know, the half an hour before I I woke up and it was, it was that my show was called own your magic. I remember, I think in my dream, like, like I just remember there, I don't even remember what it was at this point, but I knew it was called own your magic. And as soon as I woke up, I looked up if that name was taken, I knew it wasn't going to (laughs) be, Yeah, it was not. I was like, yes, that this is, is it. it. And, and everything moved from there. And I have never, I've never before, before or since I have not received a download like that in a dream. Mm. Really, it doesn't happen to me. I have vivid dreams, but not like downloads about my business or mm-hmm. things I'm going to create. Mm-hmm. So that was super cool. And that was like the divine nudge that that was, that was what it needed to be called. And it was so perfect. And, and then from there, I think different, different things around magic, have come about right where the magic in motion came about because really 
we all have this magic deep inside of us. Again, resonating out from our frequency is our magic, what we have to share with the world. And, and I've worked with so many clients and I myself have been through just the moving through the fear and the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome around sharing it. What are people going to think? Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Um, I can't wait to get into that with you. Yes, totally. All of that. There's so much there when you, cause you have to, like you said, you have to slow down, you have to tap into your frequency and your magic, and then you have to have Mm -hmm. the courage to share it. Mm -hmm. And that is a whole process in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where that whole idea is, is we all have these gifts, these natural gifts and, and, and I, a big part of my work here is, is opening up and sharing my gifts and then helping people move through that so they can share their gifts. Cause so much comes up around that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So let's really focus on the overwhelmed here because majority of my listeners are either in this like overflowing cup of overwhelm and anxiety, or they're living a life alongside grief, which is again, something that I talk yeah. about all the time. So both of which bring up a similar human reaction, which is to flee, right? And then as life does, it piles up. And because we can't escape our problems, um, all we can really do is integrate and learn from them. So Mm -hmm. I'd love for us to tap into this a bit deeper. A lot Mm -hmm. of what you teach about are, from what I've gathered, I have not yet worked with you. Um, We've talked about it, though. Um, (laughs) Are feeling all of your emotions on purpose and with intention, right? And this can feel incredibly scary for someone who's unfamiliar with what that looks like. So many of us are taught to suppress. So how can someone begin the feeling all the feels sans fear? What are some like gentle approaches to getting started? Yeah, that's a big one. Huge. Um, Because that's feeling your feelings and making space for that is probably one of the most important things you can do in this journey, especially if you are um, feeling like I want to get in touch with my frequency. I want to get in touch with my magic. I have that desire. Mm -hmm. I want to share it. Um, That is one of the biggest pieces. Truly, I think if you are someone who is, um, has not practiced that, I truly feel that having someone to hold that space with you is such a good step. If you're someone who's like, I'm just so scared. I I can't go there um, on my own, asking for help, asking for support. Mm -hmm. Um, For me in my personal journey, you know, working with therapists, healers, coaches, and, and again, not relying on that. So I have periods where I know, okay, I'm going through something. I need some help. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, this is time for me to integrate and be on my own. Yep. And that's been a journey for me too, of like really entering into a relationship, a spiritual partnership with someone else that I'm not relying on them to give me the answers. I'm not going to them because I think they know more than me. But sometimes you just need someone to be with you in that process. Someone who has been through it, who is, who can hold hold space for your pain, who's held space for their own pain can help create that space for you to begin to feel, begin to, it's a gentle and it's a, it's a, it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things. And like you said, we're so not taught to do that. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the skills. We don't have the, we generally don't have that. So, so being in, uh, 
having someone hold that space for you can be a beautiful way to begin mm-hmm. feeling safe then on your own mm-hmm. to, to really feel your feelings. So yeah. that, that's kind of my, <laughs> my thing there. So um, awesome. Another thing is if you know, you're not able to, to have that support again, totally understand that. Um, really just all I would say is just sit and breathe when you feel yourself in overwhelm, when you feel yourself, um, wanting to run, just sit and just breathe and just be with yourself and just go into it. And just, again, trust that you have you and you will, it will pass. And, and just the more you can kind of go into the pain, the more it can release you. But again, I know easier said than done. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, that's like, no, I love it. And when you were just saying that last point, I just had this like memory come up of it was like months after my dad died and it's such I mean I've I've lost a lot of family members but like that one obviously was very different um and it, you just nailed it on the head because I remember I was like I don't know what to do I, I don't know what's happening to my body I'm so out of control with these emotions that are coming up and I'm terrified of them I remember running a bath and saying I'm going to submerge myself in water and I'm That's just going to, yeah, because it was like you, you've kind of already like put in the effort to like filling up the tub, you get in and it's like not something where you're in, you're wet, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to like sit here, I guess. And then I just let myself talk. Like I didn't, I don't even remember mm. being conscious of like, this is what I'm going to say. I was just like, I just remember being like, I am so sad. Like I am so mm. sad. And then even moaning, like making sounds of just yeah. like, ugh, like that ache and just letting the ache have noise. So moving through the throat. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for bringing that to light because that was a memory and like something that mm. felt so good and nourishing. That was so gentle that I had forgotten about until you brought that up. So mm. yeah. Awesome. So when Beautiful. I'm overwhelmed, I can find myself running in like a thousand different directions and yeah. Majority of them feel like shit, if I'm being honest. And yeah. I end up just like throwing everything up in the air. Um, no longer having any energy to finish what I've started, even if I believed in that initial intention, right? And I think a lot of people can relate. So, how do you work through reclaiming and balancing out that true essence and calling and helping that to transform into your message, like your purpose, with all of the noise and comparison that's out there. It can be hard to dissect what's actually yours and what's theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the work. Yeah. <laughs> that's the work <laughs> right. right there. Yeah. So um, it's a process. So I think the first thing I would say is being so gentle with yourself mm-hmm. and just wherever you are, it is a process. It's a spiral. It's like, it's not linear and like I've said earlier, it's, it can be so frustrating when you get to that true essence and you feel like you're living from that place and you feel like you're connected and then you're like whacked back out by something, comparison or scarcity or fear or imposter syndrome, all of these things that can be so hard. But the best advice I can give is to just be with yourself wherever you are and to as much as you can fully accept that that is just a part of it. And it's not the entire thing and you're not going to be there forever. The more you're resisting that, right? Mm, the more mm-hmm. you're resisting the false frequencies, it's like the, the slower the process goes because you're just, you, it just like, you're heels. Okay, I'm here. It feels like shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this really sucks. It's really uncomfortable. And then the more you can do that though, the more you can actually expand your capacity to be with pain, the more you can, ex- your, your capacity to be with your pain 
expands. And then ironically, it's like when you're in those moments of pain or even months of pain, you have this deeper trust that, okay, I'm in this pain. It sucks. But like, I can, I've been here before. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I got me right. Like I trust myself. I got myself through this. I'm going to make it. And having that trust really, I think it comes back to that trust of trust the process, trust wherever you are. You don't need to be quote unquote further along. I know so many people are like, Oh my God, this is triggering me again. Why? I thought I moved through this. I mean, mm. how many times do we hear that? Right. So yeah. it's like, just trusting that whatever is coming up organically triggers comparison, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. It's just showing you little pieces that you still need to look at and that you still need to love yourself through Mm -hmm. really. So it's really just loving yourself where you are. Um, But then of course there are, again, I think naturally being in tune, the more in tune you are with your true frequency, the more that is going to organically and naturally. So without force propel you to, to want to live from that place and organically it will, you will be shown, (laughs) you will be, there's organic initiations, right? Like it's not something you need to go look for. It's not about fixing or healing yourself. It's about Mm. kind of just continuing to recognize and then take off these layers and be like, and it's like a little bit quicker. It can become a little quicker of, oh yeah, this is just a false frequency. Let me just get back. Okay. Let me just slow down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me just get back in touch. Right. It just becomes a little bit more, it becomes much more of an organic process. I think as you go along. Oh my gosh. I am so glad that you said that. I love that so much. So for you personally, what are a couple of different ways that you um, tangibly quiet the noise? So like when you've reached that capacity where you're like, oh, where you're like buzzing in the worst way, what are a couple of things that you do to be like, I'm out for a bit? Yeah. Um, Big one is, and again, I think this organically depends on where I am and like just me feeling into Mm -hmm. uh, what is necessary for me. But I would say a big one is, again, I feel like I've said this, but just stopping and breathing for a little bit. Um, If you, you know, putting your phone away, getting off social media, that's a big one. 100%. Let me just not be on this. Yeah. And I mean, with, especially within the coaching field, like there are so many coaches, no one does it just like you do. Right. And therein lies the magic, but there are so many and there's like there, I'm also a freelance photographer. And for me, I'm like, there are so many photographers. I have to get out of here for a minute. Right. Like I'm starting to like, forget that I actually have a purpose here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's super normal and super, yes, absolutely. So, so just kind of noticing, um, where another one is what I call energy leaks. So Mm. like, where is your energy going that is like depleting you? Right. Um, so again, a big one there would be social media or like responding, feeling like you're being inundated or people needing you all the time, people pleasing, weak boundaries. I mean, there's, there's endless ones, but I would say a big one. Yeah. When I'm overwhelmed is, uh, just coming back and breathing Mm -hmm. and being with myself and then feeling into, okay, what's going on here? What Mm -hmm. has been triggered here? What do I need to look at? And just really feeling into that and then organically moving from there. So that could be taking a bath, as you've said, getting in water, getting in nature, going outside, putting my feet on the grass. It could be taking a walk. It could be, um, journaling, right. It could be just breathing. It could be dancing. It could be any number of things. It could be breath work, right? It could be all of these things. But again, just, just trusting that, um, when you sit and just go inside and that is so hard because our natural inclination is like, 
let me go watch TV. Let me go. Like, let me go out. talk to a friend and unload yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Like, let me just do anything so I don't feel this. That's where it's just the being with yourself and seeing what wants to organically. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like, you don't need to do anything. Just chill. Yeah. You know, like, Take a nap. It, it's just kind of moving mm-hmm. organically from there. Yeah. Uh Perfect. So I also think it's really important to su- to touch on self-confidence. Um, I think that's a really lovely segue and relates beautifully to taking back that control of your life, right? And getting to know and honoring and accepting your soul essence as she or he or they are. So what would you say to those who are just coming to that truth? Some, some examples – Okay, let me think. Could be like what their purpose is or their spirituality. Oh my God, coming out of the spiritual closet is can be so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone yes. who wants to share their poetry or their art, but they're too afraid to take that leap. So when you get like that lump in your throat that like, what's the point or no one cares what I have to say or what will they think? I'm so fucking terrified. How do, how do they free themselves from that heavy self-doubt and insecurity? What's, what's ultimately happening there? What's the war? Yeah. I don't think it's about freeing yourself. I think it's about accepting that that's a part of it. Like, and, but, and so then the, the piece there is to not, to not, to not, again, let that control you mm-hmm. and, or to not recognize that as part of it. Like, because then, you know, you're in those moments of, oh no, uh, what are people going to think? And then it's like, if you, if you don't recognize, if you're not able to recognize that as this is this just means I'm about to play bigger. This is actually my ego freaking out because mm. we might get hurt because we might, we're, we're about to do something that like really lights us up and it's terrified as fuck. Right. So mm-hmm. if you can then recognize, Oh yeah. Okay. This fear is, this is actually a good sign. Meaning that I am about to like really share something close to my heart. And that doesn't mean that, it's going to go exactly as your ego wants it to go, right? It doesn't mean you're going to, like, start sharing your poetry and then become, you know, get a million followers. Totally, and all this stuff. right. That may happen, but it may not. So it's, it's like, it's also about the trust of yeah. if I put this out there and, and I don't get the response – I can handle that and work through that. Mm-hmm. And that'll give me some info, mm-hmm. right? That'll like, I will, who am I doing like, this that for? That will be what I needed. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Exactly. So, so it's two pieces there. It's recognizing that it's, it's not, not needing to push that away. Not yeah. needing, I get that all the time, right? Like, how do I just like quiet that and like shut it up? I'm like, no, 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 no. It is important. And it is a, beautiful part of you and the more you can actually accept that and just trust that as mm-hmm. part of the process a sign that you're growing a sign that you're playing bigger it becomes a little bit easier to yeah to work with it oh my gosh yeah I even remember when I was starting to feel called about um opening up about my grieving experience because I was mm-hmm. so terrified because I wanted to honor my dad's legacy here on earth and on the other side. I wanted to make sure I was respecting my mom and my siblings. I didn't want to come off like I was looking for pity. There was like all this like mud in my head when really the underlying thing was like, I had something, I have something to say. And at the end of it, if I get 40 likes, if I get 700 likes on this message at the end Uh of the day, it was coming from my heart space and it was something that healed me in the process to say it full stop. There's no way to be wrong when you're coming from that, from that space. Yeah. Right. Is ultimately what yes. you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Love exactly. that. Exactly. So 
before we go, I would love to ask you a few rapid fire questions that in yeah. in true fashion are a little deep. Um, so if that's cool with yeah, you, we can get into it. it. Okay, cool. So do you have a book that has greatly impacted your life? Yes. Um, so recently a book that has greatly impacted my life has, is a book called A Shift in Being by Leon Vanderpaul. Um, and this book is about the art of deep transformational coaching, mm. but it's really about deep transformational healing of yourself first and embodying that. It, it's beautiful. I'm actually going through, um, it's like an ongoing kind of like coaching training that he leads. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, I'm going through it cause I read the book and it was just, it resonated so deeply with me. Cause like you, I'm like, I love being in the deep end with people like, let's go deep. Let's, you know, let's dive in. And so this book is really all about the art of and practice of guiding people there. Um, and I have been coaching for a while, but I was like, you know what? I can always continue mm. oh, yeah. practicing skills and learn, learn new things. I'm always learning. I'm not like, Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm, done. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm done. Yeah. So, um, that book, I read it last summer and, and, um, I actually was in a, a period there of a lot of disillusionment with coaching, honestly, mm-hmm. like a lot of it feels, uh, Leon actually calls it transactional coaching and meaning like you're, you know, you're coming in and you're like, I want to do this. I want to make money. I want to, you know, I want to, like whatever and it's very like the coach is helping you make a plan and step by step and you know that's more transactional coaching you're coming to coaching to quote unquote get an outcome and and deep coaching the outcomes are kind of you trust that whatever outcomes are going to come are going to happen but you're not attached and gripping onto if I don't get this outcome then I've wasted money on this coach you know Mm -hmm. so I was really disillusioned also because a lot of the things I was seeing in the coaching industry felt distorted felt not organic I was like ugh, do I even want to do this and and reading this book was like a breath of like Mm -hmm. yes this is this is why this is why I wanted to do this because coaching can be so beautiful beautiful and oh, yeah. so healing and, and transformational. So that is a incredible book. If anyone is a coach, um, or just a healer or just interested in your own development, highly recommend that book. Oh my gosh. I'm going to order that today. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what is your, um, what would you say is your favorite, favorite way to nurture yourself? Like what really puts your feet into mm-hmm. the ground? Baths. Me too. Take a bath every day. Me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes at like one p.m. Sometimes at nine p.m. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. I remember reading that on your website, and I was yeah. like, yes. That's I, so sometimes funny. Sometimes I take a bath at ten a.m. Sometimes I take a bath at one p.m. Sometimes five, six p.m. I love a bath. A bath is so. I just getting your body in that water mm-hmm. is just so healing. There's something really healing and like cocoony and and oh, calming yeah. about it. So. I love a bath. Love that. <laughs> if you matched your soul with a color, what color would she be? Ooh, okay, I'm going to breathe into that one. Mm-hmm. I think it changes, but right now I'm getting like a bright yellow. Mm, love that. Yeah, that's so true. It changes all <laughs> the time. I was yellow in two th- – it was like a marigold in 2018. That was like the color that just mm-hmm. kept coming through. Now I'm definitely – wh- I'm white for sure right now like whenever I'm in it whenever I am either meditating or if I'm just like that's how that's kind of like how I know when I'm in a flow it's just like I can feel I'm like resonating white and I'm drawn to like 
<clears throat> white clothing, just like a white atmosphere. It's very weird. It's hard to explain, but I'm sure you understand. I love that. Yeah. I totally get it. So <laughs> lastly, where can listeners find you and get in touch with you? Yeah, the main way would be my website, uh, melinacheris.com or my Instagram at melinacheris. Um, I am not super active on Instagram. <laughs> I do. I, I'm like very... Uh, I have very clear boundaries around it. Um, and I really only share when I feel really called. So mm-hmm. definitely not like feeling like I need to be on there all the time, but that is my favorite platform. So definitely you can connect with me there or my podcast, which is called Own Your yes, Magic. It's so those, good. Those are the three main ways. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody definitely check her out and I'll put all the links to that in the show notes, but can't encourage you enough to head over to her podcast. It's really lovely. And it's just like, a warm hug for sure. So thank you so much. This was so beautiful and impactful. And I feel very grateful to have gotten to know you and your heart through this chat and really can't believe how much we have in common, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Really and I'm do. like, let's stay thank friends you. after this. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. My thank pleasure. You, thank you. It's been a joy. So there you have it. Today's episode with the magical Melina Cherish. That uh, lit me up (laughs) in so many ways. I was telling Melina after I stopped recording that I was like, I feel like a bobblehead. I feel like my head was just like nodding back and forth throughout this whole conversation. And it just feels so nourishing to have someone remind us time and time again that we are okay, right? Like we have ourselves. We've got ourselves. We, We inherently know ourselves. We purely are just a little distracted by the noise and the noise can always the frequency as Melina likes to say can always be turned down um on that noise and the frequency can always be turned up um to our insides to our soul to our truth I just really hope that more than anything um you walk away from this episode just feeling really seen uh just like I did I felt so understood um and I felt really I felt really compelled and ignited to just walk forward being my my true self. And that true self is sometimes really deep and really poetic and really emotional. And then sometimes she's so weird and silly and slapstick funny and just wants to like roll around on the floor with my dog and make weird jokes and swear, right? Like a lot of times I think we can get so intense with who we're supposed to be. And an example is, you know, being so spiritual, which is something that is really important to me. And then thinking that I can't say the word fuck, right? It's like, no. I read something once that was be be multifaceted. You can be... um you can be spiritual and a freak. You can read books and twerk or something like that. And it made me laugh so hard because it's just so true. We are not put on this earth to be told who we are. We're put on this earth as we are. And I think therein is the takeaway from this beautiful conversation. Um, I would love to hear your feedback if this episode resonated with you. You can do so um, you can do so casually just by hitting me up on Instagram at the Calm Collective underscore, DMing me, um, DMing me there. I always love having conversations over there. Or you can subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review and just let Melina and myself know how this episode hit you and um, what you thought. The support is 
invaluable. It means so much to me and it really helps the podcast to just grow organically and do her thing and land in the laps of those who really need it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of my soul. I am just so appreciative to you and your time uh, and your listening ears. And I hope that this resonates always and forever. I'll see you back here next week.